Welcome back to another episode of Hellas and Homies. I'm here with Solly. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Jeez, thanks for having us on, bro. Ah, no, pleasure. Thanks for um, thanks for hopping on. Uh, AKA Spliff LaRusso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, G. Shout yeah. out Vic LaRusso. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sydney's best kept secret, man. Let's get into it. Ooh. How'd this all come about? Um, what age did you get into music? I got into music pretty early, to be honest. You know, if it's like if you're a Pacific Islander, you know, it just co- sort of comes around naturally. You know, my family had a kind of like a rich history. Yeah. Um, they migrated from South Auckland, so they brought a lot of um, musical culture with them. Uh, but you know, growing up here in Australia, just influenced by Aussie music and and the sounds you were hearing, anyways. Yeah. Um. So I got into music because my uncles used to play a lot of like in- they used to play instruments and stuff. So through them, that's how I picked up the guitar. Um. Naturally, I started getting into my own sort of music, started exploring when high school came around. Uh, and then that's when I started making beats. Yeah. I started getting interested in making beats around uh, 14, 15. So I would have been in year nine. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really start taking it seriously. You know, it was still a hobby up until I started working with uh, uh, Becca Hatch, who's uh, um, a bit of a like kind of like a big name now in the yeah. pop scene yeah, I started yeah. working with Becca Hatch pretty early on That's we got right. connected through a mutual friend because she went to church as well uh, she was Mormon as well we, we were both Mormon uh, and then we started making songs together I was just I really was just looking for people to jump on my tracks I wasn't expecting anything yeah. but um, you know Becca Hatch had the rise that she did and so you know through that I started to meet a lot of people I uh, started to you know sort of like get my name in the door as like a you know like a young producer yeah um, Met how met Howie Beast. What uh, what age was this at? You reckon? Uh, eighteen. I met how when so I was twenty eighteen. Yeah. So I was DJing for Becca, and yeah. through that I met how. Uh, shout out Howie. Shout out to on Howie. Um, and through how I just got a lot of opportunities that I probably would have never gotten otherwise. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I was still doing a lot of stuff in the local scene. I was. I ended up going to uni. I ended up going to AIM, Australian Institute of Music for Engineering. Yeah. Uh, and I also met a lot of creative people in that time who introduced me to a lot of you know, worlds and different spaces that I had no idea about. Um, And so through that, you know, this whole sort of like, um, I guess different ways of me getting into the scene sort of came around full circle um, to me ending up at like Triple J. And that was through how as well, Uh, ended up at Triple J. And then now, you know, this is sort of like my full-time gig. You know, I DJ pretty regularly, produce for a lot of artists and then yeah, yeah, do radio on the side and put out my own music uh, myself. So yeah, I would say I've been doing it since like, yeah, 14, 15. Really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. How'd you get, how often are you on Triple J? Is it every week locked in or? Yeah, so it's usually every week. Uh, yeah. Currently at this point, I do the late night shifts, which is sort of like, I guess like the training grounds, if anything. Because yeah. I just started last year. I started this time last year, actually. Yeah, wow. Um, the way I started though was uh, I got asked to guest host a spot on the hip hop show. Yeah. Uh, that's because how uh went on leave and he put me up for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm forever in debt. Forever in debt to that, you know what yeah. I mean. Um, but you know, through that, they were just like, "Oh, you know, you we, we think you sound pretty good. We'll, we'll hire you." So I was like, "Yeah, yeah um, eat so." But yeah, so I'm on there pretty like maybe maybe once or twice a week, just doing stuff like that. But um, uh, what I also do is I'll do fill-ins. Yeah. So if they need a presenter for one of the segments, like weekend breakfast or uh, lunch or anything yeah. like that uh, they go, they'll get uh, me to do or they call out yeah. me and just say like oh do you want to pick up a shift um, it's really like <laughs> it's really like a, like a casual job if anything but it just yeah. happens that the stakes are a little higher than, than a regular job you yeah, know what I mean yeah. like it's, <laughs> it's national radio yeah. um, 
but yeah, no, nah, it's been pretty good thus far. Like people haven't really heard a voice like mine on the radio. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So some people have been like uh, a bit funny about it, you know, yeah. as as you know we'd expect. But some people have actually been really uh, welcoming to it, which is makes me feel good to do it and stuff. So yeah, yeah, man, it's been That's pretty uh, wild ride. Yeah, and how do you go about managing your schedule? Uh, it's funny, like, fuck, because I was doing so much, like, with the with the producing for people and DJing and, um, yeah, radio now and also just, like, trying to be on top of my own music and also just general life stuff, you yeah, know, just, yeah. just, like, general personal things. Yeah, um, everyday shit. Yeah, that, like, I was starting to get a bit um, disorganised and a bit, like, uh, like I would, I would miss certain things, or you know, not not intentionally, but just you know, just because I was across so many things, it was hard. Yeah. So I recently just got uh, somebody on board. Uh, I recently just got uh, Adele on board. She's like sort of like my assistant now, yeah. um, and so she helps me sort of um, pattern out um, what I want to do. It sort of helps me organize it and structure it in a way that uh, I actually wouldn't be across. You know, I, I, I was on top of it for for a good while while it was manageable, but you know, yeah. sort of got to the point where it was like a lot you know yeah, so yeah. I was like, fuck, actually I might need the help so yeah I actually just got her on board at the start of last month she I just pay her 20% of all my bookings uh, and she just you know sort of like runs my emails like does my invoices and also yeah. helps me pattern out like my releases and gets that's me in sick. contact yeah so that's sick and Adele's from the area as well you know what I mean yeah, super shout passionate out shout out Adele yeah. super passionate about stuff she grew up in West Sydney as well Manny yeah. girl uh, so it was mad to like have someone uh, like her on, on my team and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. you know so yeah, yeah. man that, I guess that's how I keep across things yeah yeah that, it'd be fucking hard man so I like I do Helos and then work like full time yeah Um, and then during the season like I'm man- like a coach of football team and shit like that far oh, man and yeah. just all this other stuff but like <laughs> during that I like sometimes you miss stuff yeah but man. I can imagine your hand is in what four different pots really making yeah. music triple J yeah and DJing then DJing producing. and producing, yeah. yeah. So that'd be hard, so hard to say across. Yeah, no, nah, like I f- like I feel you on that. It's 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 a different thing as well when uh, you're you're expe- you're expected to be in charge of it all. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it, it it isn't really anybody telling you what to what to do or what to say. You know, because um, I just. Uh, stepped into this at the start of this year like yeah. I, I quit my job I was working at Harvey Norman uh, um, online for like a while like a whole year yeah. so I kind of stepped into it um, and I kind of like underestimated the the workload that came into it because yeah. uh, it isn't like a normal artist where uh, you know, an artist kind of just has them to think about. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they all just have their own interests at the forefront of their mind and go, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas my thing is like, I also, I also have uh, 12 other people's interests yeah. in my mind that I have yeah, to implicate yeah. and they're looking at me for the decisions and they're relying on me to to tell, like to go oh this is what we should do this is what you know so yeah. um, coming into that was a bit of like a mind like it was a bit of a mind boggling experience if anything because I'm just like fuck like it's actually all up to me oh crap like I'm not being told like oh you like do this at this time do this at that time like it was up to me to decide it you know yeah, so yeah. I was just always trying to wrap my head around it still am like still learning but yeah you know i feel like i've got a bit more of a deeper understanding of it now yeah yeah young boss but yeah nah, shot, bro. appreciate shot. you bro taking calls bro. That, yeah it's full on eh? yeah it's full man. on trying to like um yeah because yeah like not not at the moment but when i do a drop i could easily like take the week off work the drop will pay for say if i want to take a week off work whatever but yeah. um yeah like 
managing all that and like making decisions when other people are involved is actually quite hard. Yeah, yeah. So you would you would probably find it too, you know, like also when other people are in your ear, you know, it's yeah. kinda like you have to compromise or, or sort of like accommodate for yeah. for people's ideas and stuff like that. And sometimes that's like tricky like to, to come across at least at least like for me to get used to yeah. like getting getting um into and stuff like that but you know as i said yeah. like it's a learning process uh through you know like people butting heads i've, I've butt heads with so many people yeah, across yeah. The, i'm sure you have yeah you know what i mean but it's through that like you sort of come come across like a a, a ground like a level ground you sort of like okay this is where i understand how how things are okay this is okay well how can we work from this you know how, yeah, can, we, yeah. how can we move from that um so yeah it's been really good to learn all of that eh? yeah really. you'd most probably get it from working with rappers i get it from working <laughs> with designers <laughs> all right i'll tell you yeah. i'll tell you actually actually nah it's not rappers it's singers 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 i actually butt heads with because yeah. <laughs> rap rappers will be like you make them a hard beat and then they go fuck mad all right yeah you know they'll yeah, jump yeah, on yeah, it yeah, jump in singers though singers if you have an idea for them like oh I, I like i reckon you could do this you could do that singers are sort of like they want to control the whole you know product yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of the whole the whole music of it and so yeah. they're like they're like a bit mm, I don't know. Uh, what do we try this instead? And I'm like, no, no, no. We try. We try this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm really insistent because I feel like it'll sound good, and I'd like just to try it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just funny. Like working with singers, if anything, is actually more of a like <laughs> more of a mentally tough experience than rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's funny. It's funny how that works out, though. Yeah, you're not wrong about the rappers, but because I've seen like Marvs and all the boys come here, and they they just get a beat, and like as soon as they um. As soon as they get their beat, they're straight into it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it'll take a few beats, but yeah. like after three or four, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I love working with rappers for that reason though. Yeah. Cause like, bro, you could, they're kind of like a blank canvas. You yeah, can just like yeah. stick Fuck anything yeah. at them and be yeah. like, yo, jump on this. And if they haven't really like uh, steeped themselves in a sound or haven't really <laughs> found an identity and stuff, sometimes as a producer, that's like um, almost like your responsibility yeah. to give them that platform to find their sound or yeah. find their niche. Fuck yeah. You know, and, and sometimes it works out the way like, okay, may maybe if it doesn't work out with me, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe another producer will do that for you. It's all love yeah. at the end of the day, you know, this is art. Uh, but then, you know, when it's, when it's sometimes when you find that magic with a rapper um, and it's just kind of like you're in that zone and you're locking in anything that you chuck at them, they'll just take and take and take. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, there's, there's something like really special in that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I can't remember who did it, but once we were here with uh, Fez yeah. and we got in the car to go get like food, and it was just me and Fez and we're talking about life or whatever. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he puts on him on a drill sound. Yeah. And it was just, no, I'd never even expected him to go down that route. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, just what they're capable of switching up sound, bro. Bro, Fez is really interesting, eh? Because, so he's, you know how he sings as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he approaches everything from like a rapper's perspective, if anything, like, uh, but which is why it's been so cool to work with Fez. Yeah. Uh, like I'll chuck things at him that are super sort of left field, if anything, but he'll just take to it uh, yeah. like, like nothing, you know? Yeah. And like, like I said, like from a rapper's perspective, but what he'll do on it is, and he'll be Fez on this, like completely like, uh, left, set, field. left field production yeah. you know you you would just come out and start singing and it's like the craziest thing like i'd ever heard yeah, it's yeah. like only fans would be able to to handle it i like think this. he's so talented yeah 100 100 yeah every time i see him because i'd seen him four or five times now we talk like most weeks i'd say yeah and uh every time something else just comes out and you just go like Holy shit! Yeah, exactly. Like you could be a fucking massive star. Oh man, I'm keen. It. I'm keen for the stuff that we got 
it's yeah. come out. I'm so We're excited. Can yeah. hear it, bro? Can yeah, man. Um, so I, I, this is like a, a multi-part question for sure. So I think you're a bit of a left field uh, producer and person within like the rap. Like what you like your sounds. I went on your SoundCloud the other day. Mad. It's definitely. So Shut I bro. can tell like what you listen to and then yeah. your spin on it. I'd yeah. say it's a bit left field for like that hip hop culture. Yeah. But for, so I'll ask two questions. The progression into music and then the progression into your sound. So your sound, uh, for people that haven't listened, apply the pressure, go listen to it. It's out now. Uh, obviously got the sample of JC. JC, JC yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one is how did you get into music? Yeah. Um, and then the progression into your individual sound. Uh, so, yeah, like I really just got into music, but I think I was just like an internet kid, eh? Like I was really like on YouTube yeah. just looking at, oh, this this type of song, this type of song. Because I was just, you know, like growing up with like my uncles and stuff like that, you know, they they had huge vinyl collections. Yeah. Because uh, they, they used to DJ about yeah. in South Auckland. Um, and so they used to be really heavy into hip hop and, and R&B. Yeah. And so my uncle used to just sit there and give me like, he, it, my, my uncle Tully's favorite three rappers were Most Def, KRS-One and Ludacris. So- Ooh, Ludacris. Yeah, very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah? yeah, very interesting like top three. So that's like the basis that I grew up. Yeah. So I, I always just like looked up to my uncle in that regard and listened to, to, to those sort of records and yeah. things like that and got into like hip hop from that angle. But then, you know, when I started coming into my own realm of exploration I started doing like a little bit more research into into the deeper stuff and the deeper cuts and I started getting into like the Wu-Tang like to this day like you put on put on like into the Wu-Tang I'll know it front to back like the whole album like that's that's a lot of people don't know this because like I'll make I'll make dance music if anything yeah yeah Um, but a lot of people don't know this but my full background is like I'm a real like like 90s hip-hop fanatic you know, yeah. to the core, like, you know, I was really into DJ Quick. I think DJ Quick is amazing. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite producers ever. Uh, I was like super into like, you know, like um, Nas as well. Like oh, Illmatic, man. I used to run. Like I know that album. Purple, by, purple by Nas, one of my oh, favorite. Oh, Purple, yeah, Lost song. Tapes. Like, yeah. That whole Lost Tapes compilation was like some of my yeah. favorite like Nas songs ever, yeah. you know, on it. Um, like, even like, even like, um, like early Eminem like I used to really love like the early M stuff um, yeah. just because I thought the, the beats on it were really interesting as well uh, yeah because he came with like a bit of spice so yeah, to speak yeah, yeah. And, he, and he was like a bit like weird as well so yeah. he, but he could he could you know people it was undeniable that he yeah. could just rap so yeah. yeah I just came into the game of that but I think like uh, where my sound came from uh, if anything was I think I was just really a sponge you know I soaked up a lot of music from just growing up here in Australia you know yeah. um, Australian culture uh, you know is, is typically to me like I grew up on like Channel V I grew up oh, on like fuck. you know what I mean I grew up on Channel V yeah, 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 yeah I grew yeah. up on like Channel V and like Rage uh, nah I never really watched Rage like that nah cause I, it was too late for me to watch I used to get told to go to bed before that time I used, I used to wake up early and Rage was on on a Saturday morning oh true maybe the 5am slot I, I used to catch it like here and there when I'd be a bit like naughty and go, and go yeah, watch it yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. Uh, and always be the weirdest yeah. music videos yeah. but I just sit there like what the heck but it was always Channel V which I grew up watching so like all those like early yeah. like big dance tunes you know like yeah. your Call On Me's and your like um like well, like put your hands up for Detroit yeah. and all these like fat bangers. Even like even oh, like the destination unknown and destination shit like, unknown. Like yeah, all these yeah. like 
big like dance songs i didn't realize how to impact on me until i started making music say so calvin harris did because he was big in the 2010 big, yeah big calvin harris like i used to like I, I didn't realize how much calvin harris like impacted my stuff yeah like all of that really yeah until you know i started making music and i started you know really gravitating towards the the house and the dance yeah. and the, you know even though i came you know even though i make a lot of hip-hop like and uh, I'll make a lot of you know uh, hip hop adjacent music. It's like where where I really found my footing was in dance and combining those sorts of worlds together. Um, which is like a point that I was just talking about with my mate, uh, with a, with a few homies here yesterday actually. Um, when you build up your musical repertoire that you've sort of got a lot of different reference points in your mind. Uh, whenever you make a song, you're sort of pulling all your influences through this one song you're sort of like drawing yeah, yeah. from different parts of culture that people don't even think to connect together yeah, yeah. um through the one song like with with apply the pressure that uh that's got a multitude of like aussie references so it's like yeah. what's good uh we interpolate the message yeah. uh, we interpolate spot the difference but then we also interpolate tk miser uh zion uses a nerve verse in in one of the yeah. in one of the um one of the parts he uses a nerve verse he uses like another jc song uh but it's all built on this sample from a new zealand song from way back in the day uh that was made by some of my uncle's friends you yeah, know so it, yeah. it's sort of like this whole That's history sick, running through this song but yeah. you don't even think about the history because you just listen to it and think like fuck it's a banger which it is you know don't, yeah. don't get me wrong like it, it's it's meant to be that way but it's sort of like when you kind of do a deeper dive into into the layers of the song you can actually yeah. pick out oh this is this is from here this is from here and i think that's like why my sound sort of like really resonates with like a lot of people here because it's uniquely here like yeah. you can't really find it anywhere else you know um like growing up here in australia we're compounded by so much us and uk culture that it just happens to just have an influence on yeah. us um but where we are different is that i think western sydney has a, such a unique outlook and perspective on life that it just resonates through the art yeah. um, and, and, and all the things that we grow up with in the culture, the, the demographics that we're yeah. surrounded by. Yeah, we're much more uh, ethnically diverse. We, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, it just has to have an impact. Yeah. You know, the, the lifestyles, uh, yeah. the politics, you know, yeah, like yeah. That, that all just has an influence on how we perceive like music yeah. and how we spread our music. So yeah, I'll really just say, I think I'm like, I think I really am like Western Sydney in music like, form. Yeah, you know? fuck yeah. That's yeah. mad, bro. I, um, yeah, I, I was listening to it and I was picking up stuff, but now that you're saying it, obviously the JC song was like the sh first one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Four Boys in the Back. But then I was like listening and I was going along and I was like, oh shit, like CG, I'm a St. Clair veteran, all yeah, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was picking it up along the way and I was like, this is sick, man. This yeah. Is, this is it, sick. It's cool for us to like show appreciation for it as well, you yeah. know, like it's good for us because, you know, me, me and Zion, me and Zion are both from St. Clair. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not, um, like me personally, I grew up around a lot of like that, uh, you know, the, the area, area beef and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. But I think if anything, the song is like almost like a statement that, you know, we'll, uh, we'll respect and appreciate all this art, but you know, like we're also just appreciative of it all you know, yeah. across, across all platforms, regardless of where we are. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we back our area. Uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's like we're, we're pulling down another Person's yeah, area. yeah, you know, we we show love for for all different yeah. uh, spectrums of the scene. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that's a Western Sydney against the world. Yeah, exactly, that's man. Like that's that's the mission statement. Yeah. You know, yeah, like band together type thing. Yeah, I um back to your point before, kind of hit me. Uh, New Zealand seems to be very inspired by nineties two thousands hip hop. Yeah, yeah, 
like crazily inspired. Um, but yeah, like it seems, it seems New Zealand takes the most from um, the American nineties. Yeah, and that like scribe era. Yeah, that whole like uh, Dawn Raider, Decepticons, and stuff like yeah. Savage. Yeah, you know? oh fucking dude, Savage. He um. Do you remember what song was he on with Joel Fletcher? Um, swing, swing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, what a comeback he in did, the music. That was like that was the remix as well because you know how like the 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 first swing popped off, yeah, like yeah. the original, because it was in that movie, um, knocked up. Yeah, it was in that movie, knocked up. But then like like five years later, the re- the yeah. remix comes out, and then it's like oh, like he's back again. And yeah. then he does that other song, the the where the freaks at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaks with Timmy <laughs> Trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Freaks with Timmy <laughs> Trumpet. <laughs> Holy crap, bro. Shout out Savage, man. Wow, shout out Savage. But yeah. nah, um, I think that's why I think, you know, I t- take a lot of that, you know. Yeah. I take, you know, I'm huge. Like, I love my 90s hip-hop, man. Like, that's, that's real. Oh, you know, I love hip-hop in general, you know. But yeah. really where my bread and butter is, like, in terms of you just chuck on and I'll just know, like, yeah. it's 90s hip-hop. And I think that's because, at least, like, to me, like, the, the culture in the 90s in New Zealand was a bit more like appreciative of of hip-hop and r&b because there was more poly demographic as well in the u.s like yeah. there was a there was you know quite a big you know Samoan and tongan uh booyah tribe wasn't yeah it? booyah tribe yeah. And, and st- you know they like they had the rock record. as well the rock and, and yeah. you know like the whole um on the white family like yeah. you know rikishi and the you know and all that like we had we had representation in the u.s yeah so it was sort of like our culture came a lot from seeing the representation in the u.s and so yeah. we wanted to just naturally emulate those sounds yeah whereas i feel like uh, australia you know like had its own thing going on you know yeah. we had like the the font the fonzie and the and the bonzi and the you know like yeah. the midnight oil all yeah. rocking out here and, and, yeah, yeah yeah more yeah. more bandy big yeah. band like rock yeah big yeah, yeah. You know, pub rock stuff and, and things like that that yeah. that were taking hold here in the nineties yeah. and stuff. So you know, like to me, like I, th- I think it's all like influencing if you grow up here, anyways. You know, yeah. but I can definitely tell my my roots come from that because my family came from that. You know, yeah. I, if my family grew up here, I feel like it would be a different story. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? okay. But just as far as like how I go, yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah, I'd say you're the king of uh, remixing and sampling. <laughs> When I went wow. on your SoundCloud, bro, I was like, holy shit, this is sick. <laughs> I've been, uh, like, you have the catalogue and just, yeah, like, JC obviously won four. Yeah. And Young and Lips uh, yeah, yeah. came up. Like, they were my favourite ones. Yeah. I listened through twice from back to start. And those were my favourite samples. Yeah. Um, and on your first SoundCloud release, I wrote that down, but I didn't write exactly. What song was it? Uh, the first one was L-O-V-E. That was like a random as remix I did, eh? But yeah. Oh that was no, like, the seven. Oh, Aswelu, Aswelu. Oh, yeah. so that's, that's the like the project that. Yeah, yeah. That LVE was. That's on. what I was thinking of. Yeah. <clears throat> that was so many different sounds. Yeah. Talk about how that comes about. So I was, I was just like, so this is this is the thing, like as well, like when you're trying to find your own identity, you sort of have to, I guess, cosplay other people. To, f- to find where you fit in like well when i say that it's like no one no one comes out the gate being like themselves straight away yeah you know when you look at a lot of people that do music you know their early demos often sound like who they were inspired by you know yeah. um and that's just natural you know but but where you come from that is is finding out oh um what do i like from this artist what do i like from that artist what do i like from this 
from this point of sound yeah. uh, that I could take and make mine. So Aswelu, if anything, was me just trying to get the kinks out. Was me just trying to like figure out. Get your reps in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Figure, like just kind of see, okay, um, I made a house track. Oh yeah, okay, I like that. Oh, I made like a like a like a Timberland sounding track. Okay, you know, because I f- I fuck with that. You yeah. know, or, uh, Timberland's I, one of the guys. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. one of my favorite producers of all time. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, let me let me try that. Uh, let me let me suss out like a um, like a garage type influence song, or or let me let me try and do like a, a bounce type. You know, like I was just influenced by so many things that it was hard to sort of. Um, not try and put that into play yeah so what i did was i just decided to just go let me just make one thing for every single thing that i like at this point in time yeah you know and and from that let me figure out how i can incorporate all of these different sounds into something that's uniquely mine yeah you know like like it's it's like you know when, when um people are developing their style you know it's it's um, you often imitate who who you really like. You know, yeah. you often imitate that. Um, but what comes, how you form your own unique style is through imitating a lot of different things that you like, and then taking little pieces from those imitations and then applying them to yourself. You know, fuck, beautifully said. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just found that you know, like I imitated the sh- the shit ton of of sounds. You know, yeah. I just I just imitated a lot, and then I was like, man, like how, how like through constant repetition through getting my reps in yeah okay how do i actually like bring these into into my world yeah um, and i'm still i'm still trying to clock that like i still feel like i haven't really clocked my ten thousand hours yet but yeah. i feel like i'm well into it you know i'm i'm the exact same path man yeah nowhere near the ten thousand, but definitely past the five thousand. exactly yeah 100 yeah. and it's a it's a blurred line as to when you know you've hit the ten thousand. but i will never i'll probably never clock it you know what i mean yeah, music would be a really fucking hard one yeah because i feel like with clothing if you are able to work for yourself and then have people work for you like it's a very um the the stepping stones are there and they're like you can obviously make it huge but the basic stepping stones are there but with music there's like a unlimited potential yeah. For such fucking success. Yeah. There, there's really no bounds as to where music can go. Yeah. Like, look at LeRoy. Uh, like yeah. It's, it's literally. Numbers we never thought were possible from home. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, he, he's a he's a global sensation. Yeah. You know, that's um, something that, you know, we, here we don't even think about nah. ever getting, you know. Nah. People just, people, people go, oh, yeah, I'd like to make it in the US. But I think that sort of level of success where, yeah. you know, you're literally like a, household name you know yeah like that is sort of like whoa like you know, it's yeah just, just that and so with music it's also a thing of um you're your own captain you yeah. know so you have to be comfortable in the decisions that you make and if you're not comfortable with it then no one's going to be comfortable with it you yeah. know and a lot of people can be in your ear telling you to do this this and that um, but ultimately at the end of the day if if it's not you uh, putting the sign on the decision then, it? then yeah. it's like you know it, it, it shows it shows yeah. through the music it, and I think it's really obvious when there's a lot of hands in the pot that aren't approved of you know by yeah. the artist or just aren't you know really um, sort of you know like authentic to the artist you know uh, yeah. that's the word authentic um, and I feel like that's the sort of journey that a lot of artists are sort of taking now where it's like 
like who 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 are you who who am i yeah what what do i want what do what do i want to be or what do i aspire to be or what do i want to sound like yeah and so sometimes you just have to kind of like run it run through the gauntlet sometimes you just have to kind of like take a few hits and and bruise up run the ball up (laughs) yeah 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 which is which you know i did fuck i fell on my ass like how many times you know yeah same bro um yeah it's just natural but i think through that you know it's quite fun when you look back on it yes yeah 100 bro i wouldn't change a thing yeah you you build character you build so much character and and ultimately that character that you build from these you know experiences is the character that you know people define you as yeah you know people define you by your experiences and your and your um accolades and also just through um i guess how confident you are in it in the yeah. product you know so I've, I've come to see that and i've come to recognize the effect i have on people have, has your confidence changed you reckon yeah big time um i think stepping into uh, this like music full time. I think stepping into music full time sort of like forced me to muster up that confidence. Yeah, because it's sort of like, oh, I don't want to fucking work a job. Fuck yeah. that shit. What uh, were you doing at Harvey Norman quickly? I was doing like I was doing like live chat, which is sort of like when you go on the website and you're looking for like people to talk to, like yeah. for, for information. It's like it's us. Oh, so you were on the other side of yeah, the yeah. So we used to do the chats and stuff. Ah, Loki, I mean, Loki is the this fucking easiest job yeah. in the world. Like, I used to slack the fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, I used to see like Jerry roll through in like his Rolls Royce because yeah, yeah. his building was just down the road. Yeah, and I always be like, fuck, what if I just like jump on the bonnet and call like insurance fraud or some shit? <laughs> fucking Jerry. <laughs> but nah, we never even. Yeah, it was just funny. Like we just used to fuck around there. I miss yeah. those days, but it was you know it was a different shock from being. In a stable income yeah to now having to decide and make decisions for yourself and having yeah. to like hustle was, for your own I income. was at jb bro and yeah i uh worked out the back for ages yeah stable yeah. as fuck income but um i just couldn't do it Comf- it was like comfortable and also like you're not you don't feel like you're moving eh? yeah yeah so i work with my uncle now i only work for 30 hours a week so there's another like in my st- fucking stupid jumbled up head there's like 10 to 15 hours of work i've got to make up for yeah to pay myself if that makes sense to make up for the 10, 15 hours of not getting paid I see. at yeah. a normal job. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's that like, uh, it's different to you because you're fully working on it, but like there's that drive every week when I get up to be like, how the fuck am I going to generate this revenue? Yeah. Or generate, putting in foundations to future generate more revenue. Yeah. And it's just every week, constant progression. No, yeah. For sh- like, I, th- I think it's the same, same type of deal. If anything, you know, like, um, like the, it's, it's the same type of pressure you know yeah. like your whereas your pressure comes from like having the limited time my pressure comes from having all the time so it's yeah, like yeah. Oh, i kind of have to make the time to do it and the confidence the confidence i had to muster up sort of was almost forced in a way because i had to like play the role of oh man you know you're out here you, you kind of have to be out here yeah you kind of have to be the guy like oh stuff and so that's how like Sollywood came about yeah. like so I, I came into presenting doing like my Sollywood stuff and so um, it, was, it was almost like imposter syndrome I sort of had to fight a bit of imposter syndrome for me because you know I was just kind of like man like what like who do you think you are like who do you think yeah. you're a guy like what have, what have you done and stuff um, but through the constant like imitation again it goes back to what i was saying through the imitation of this this confident you know like oh out here being a radio presenter it just somehow i kind of naturally became the the confidence that i was searching for yeah and i think now i'm at the point where i can make a decision and 
I know I'm comfortable with the decision. Yeah. You know, and I know what's what's gonna be good. You yeah. Know? I'm still working on like I guess communication and how to and how to manage those decisions and how to, you know, like kind of uh, get a team across those decisions and stuff. Yeah. I'm still working on the, like, I guess the, the the nitty gritty of it. But as far as just me knowing what I want to do and knowing where I want to be, I think I'm very confident in that. And and also I'm very confident in the music I make now. I, yeah. I sort of have yeah, right. come to a point where I know I can step into a room and I can play people a beat or I can sit down and I can make someone a beat and I know that they're going to fuck with it, you know? Yeah. Sorry, bro. How you do your thing, bro? It's connection from someone's MacBook. Um... Yeah, I um, I, I'm the same, bro. Like with confidence now, I can step into like um, uh, example, Ty Tuivasa. Yeah, he was um, at O'Donnell. He was on Anzac Day. I went up to him. and was like, oh, "Hey, bro. Like, um, I did a podcast with Bomber because they were mates. Bomber sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like just uh, and then we'll start talking about that because we talked about him on it. And one of my videos, there's a video of Bomber talking about him. They've got like 300 plus K or something. Mad. And then yeah, like the confidence to walk into rooms now when there's people like that have mutual connections or whatever in yeah. the scene. Be like, oh, hey, I run Hellos and Homies yeah. uh, independently and then figure out like the person in between that we know and then like try and build a relationship from there. Yeah. But that took me fucking ages, man. There was only like a month or two ago I started really getting on to like yeah. doing that consistently. Yeah. And it's hard, eh? It's hard to like yeah, build bro. up that confidence and um, forward thinking to like bro, it's, it's push so yourself hard. in a room. It's especially like, because I, I, I had to like learn that through you know practice as well yeah um my early days of djing i was out trying to network by myself you know because i was actually like yeah, one of the only western sydney djs yeah doing anything in the city yeah you know? just like like literally anything you know yeah. i was really one of the only people out who are the others capital z z western sydney capital yeah z but z was in a different scope to me z had almost like sort of clocked it if anything he had he had sort of come to his position you know yeah. he he was here he had already sort of like made his stamp on the world yeah um my role was like i was sort of coming into these scenes like kind of by myself pushing a, a, a brand that no one else was really pushing in the in the west at the well, time yeah know? i don't think anyone has your brand at all yeah you know and so i was super young coming into djing i was maybe 19 yeah well um, meeting all these people you know i was like i was out like djing with like like Jade LaFlay, you know, randomly, you know, yeah. one night, you know, like, and I was just only like 19, you yeah, know, yeah. but just that being, just being put in an unfamiliar environment. Cause man, those <laughs> people are different out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. People are very different out there yeah. and I was not used to that yeah, at the yeah. time. Um, but being put out in those environments kind of just like made me go, like, how do I like, re res like reason with these people? Yeah. Let's, let's find something we connect on you know yeah, the same yeah. way that you did like oh you know hey like uh like you like this type of music yeah and they're like yeah oh my gosh i love this i'm like oh yeah. i actually like have this uh remix tape that you should uh listen to you actually made a song like this on the on the tape and yeah like oh yeah like let me, let me suss it out and then you know they, they go and they check it out and then they you know they like it and then they spread it to their mates that's that's another reason why i did the the tape um djs at the time used to really be in the remix culture yeah and there was a, like i guess so many there was a lot of djs but not a lot of remixes being pumped out you yeah, know? So yeah, yeah remixes were actually in high demand so if anything i sort of like provided the demand for these djs yeah yeah so that's how i actually got my foot in the door with a lot of djs and then also through the the local edits the the one four remixes and the, and the young and the young lips remix 
um, no one was really doing area remixes at the time as well. Yeah. So if anything, mine came at like the perfect time because then you know the younger Lipsk one came out and then everyone starts playing that in the club. Like yeah. that went all, that got all the way in um, like Berlin. I saw like oh some yeah. yeah like this this DJ I know like was playing it in like Berlin at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, what the heck? Like yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's sort of me needing to read the scene and sort of me like needing to understand the the the, the landscape, bro. Fucking so funny you say that. I've re- I've got notes here about like what I pick up on a person before yeah. meeting them. Third from the bottom fills the gap between rap and DJ vibes. Fuck, would you man. say? Would you say you nail that? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I think I think because I love both. You know, like aspects of it. I love all types of dance music. You know, like house. You know, your techno. And you you yeah. think rap belongs within dance music? Yeah, I mean, you know, if there's there's history on it, you know, when yeah. you look at uh, like early early house music, like M- rappers were rapping over that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and then you also look at like um, LGBT community. You know, the the ballroom culture. Yeah. Um, you know, they they would MC over stuff like that as well. Yeah. And then you look at like Jamaican sound system culture. Uh, they were playing yeah. like. Um, stuff that ended up becoming like you know your jungle and your drum yeah. and bass and your and, and your like all, all those sort of like uh, UK based genres they were like toasting over those yeah so if anything is just sort of like a natural progression I think where I meld it is that I think I'm just equally passionate about both sides of the coin yeah um, as the next person you know like I I can sit down with a with a jungle fan and I can sit down with a with a garage fan and talk about like all like garage classics but in the same vein that I can sit down with with a um with a fan of like UK trap and we can sit there and talk about our knives and sit there and talk about oh, like our scraps and don't get me talking yeah and pot of paper oh, and stuff you know what I mean like top three for yeah, me. yeah yeah exactly yeah. so you know I I know nice, the field nice I can, city boys yes yeah, bro, bro. Yeah. yeah so I feel like with my knowledge if anything like it comes from an understanding of the field it comes from an understanding yeah. of the plays um, yeah. that I make it comes from understanding you know um, Fuck. when I thought it was shot I know where it's gonna land yeah yeah, yeah and, and I know how it's gonna land you yeah know? that's Sick. That's, yeah. yeah, I feel the same when I walk into a room with rappers. Yeah. I feel like um, I actually, I, despite what people think, I've actually fuck all to offer when I walk into a room with rappers, right? Like yeah. in terms of business, all that shit. I, I don't have a music label. I have nothing. Yeah. All I do is just sit there and offer advice based on my absorption of music since I was fucking 10 or 11, right? Yeah. So when like I was with Fez and, and Marvs or Red Honcho or something, they'll talk about a Shout rapper. Shout out to Yeah, yeah. And uh, they'll talk about a rapper and I'll be able to go back with them and mention who like they should be listening to. Like I remember Sean Fez, like the Potter Paper Training Day albums. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And then like- Like uh, gang- Gangster is it? Oh, Gangster Riders? Yeah, Gangster Riders? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And there's been a few other artists that have been in here as well and like being able to go back and forth with them. And um, it goes back to your point of like being able to um, sit there and- talk to someone about it and that offers like the value to it yeah with garage i don't know much about garage but i i know a lot about the early grime early so grime i, get, I yeah. get lost in the translation because obviously grime is a derivative so to speak of yeah like oh it, garage it's same same sort of thing yeah. really you know like yeah but you know my like early like grime K boys yeah like yeah. the roll deep and i used to listen to like a lot of like so so solid crew and yeah um obviously you know you're dizzy yeah um wiley like, 
Yeah, huge. I was like huge into like uh, JME as well. Yeah. I still am. Like, you know, his music's now. Funny uh, character, eh? Yeah, yeah, no, like that's why I always yeah. liked JME. Because yeah, yeah. he was just, he was just, a, he was just a funny kind. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's um, fucking, it's like, funny the difference between him, his brother and his sister. Yes, I know. What a family, yeah. yeah. Like crazy family, you know, Skep is Skep. You know, but like Julie yeah. though, you know, I mean, her yeah. being she, where she is. She reminds, like she, her and Skep just seem very similar. Yeah. They seem very like um, hardened people. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie seems like a fucking like sunflower. He's, <laughs> he's the younger brother, isn't he? Yeah. I think uh, he's makes, the youngest. It kind of makes sense of anything. Yeah, like yeah. he's kind of like, ah, oh, yeah. ah, oh, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like take the piss of it. Yeah. 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 He, he, um, but yeah, just BBK as a whole, like in terms of grime, but that was my entry at least. Yeah. Tough. Um, yeah. D double E. Yeah. D E. Yeah. And then, yeah. Obviously like Wiley and Kano, they're involved in it. Big, gigs. Yeah. Big Kano Talking the hardest was like oh, one yeah, of my, yeah, yeah. I just uh, started getting into gigs actually like recently started yeah. going through his back catalog. Um, yeah. I really appreciate gig style of rapping. It took me a while to get into it. Cause you know, we, we, I came into it from the American side. American rappers tend to like, they'll rap a lot. Yeah. You know, whereas gigs like, you know, every every word sort of counts. So he would just kind of yeah. like oh, say a few fucking words. Nailed it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just kind of like come in. You listen to the essence by Geeks. Yes, he just let the yeah. beat breathe. You know, that's an anthem. Man. The, 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 let the beat breathe. And so that was hard for me to like clock as as a as a fan of US rap. Yeah, but I st- I've started to come around to appreciating the that is that in of, in of itself is actually an art form. You yeah. know, says um, less words but not, speaks more. Yeah, knowing what to say yeah. and knowing just the right type of words to say and and knowing that you can just let the beat breathe and people just have to clock it. Yeah. You know, and just kind of like simmer in the in what you've just said. Yeah. You know? It's completely different to American rappers where they'll yeah. be like da 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 punchline this, simile, simile, metaphor, yeah. double like multi-syllable. So different, but I've just come around to just appreciating that and it's just it like broadened my enjoyment of yeah. like um, UK rapping specific, uh, uh, specifically so much, you know, just yeah. just that understanding, yeah, like yeah, saying less but speaking more. Yeah, you know? he um, gigs falls in between like your nines and Potter, yeah, and then in between the the grime generation, yeah, falls like in like was, a middle he was on ground. That road right rap. There. Um, like I used to be oh, into Peckham, like a man, yeah. yeah, to be a big boy. In Peckham, I used to be you into be like crazy well, I, I just got into like um, Joe Black, who was like a rapper on like SBTV yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. I started getting into rest like peace, Jamal Edwards, man. Every yeah, time oh, I hear SB, Jamal Edwards, SBTV, bro. I saw a photo of him and Ed Sheeran like take like just having a drink the other day. I was like, hey, fuck, uh, also, people don't know Ed Sheeran was involved in the, in yeah, the crime scene as well. Gangster man, there's that old video of um him and Wretch on the corner. Yes, and Wretch is just showing down, but yeah, Wretch is Wretch is like gigs. Yeah, um, like and like Avelino and, yeah. and all those guys. Yeah, Avelino, they, yeah. they were water and fire. Like they were so perfectly matched in their rapping. Hundred percent. Their um, novelist as well. Novelist was doing yeah. a lot. Songa, uh, do you know Songa? The white uh, guy. Songa. Um, no, actually, really, no. You haven't heard Songa? No. Um, he has black box. He has maybe the biggest black box out there. No, no, I don't think yeah. so. Uh, he has the the opening punchline is you're not on the same level as I. These bars will make your adrenaline rise. I think I might have seen yeah. it. I think I might have seen it, but I'm not familiar he, with that. He's, he's the same man. Like he can either like rap really fast or he falls in the middle ground of like saying not much, but saying like yeah. a lot of people resonating. Yeah. And then he goes on the American side and then he can say like a stupid amount of words in one song without saying like anything. I, I love that though. Like yeah. that, that to me, like they're very different brands of rapping, but it's just, you know, I think it's, it's like, 
taken me a while to like understand that and understand that like, oh there's power in this yeah um and if anything i think like australian rappers are almost like in the middle of that like yeah. they're they're sort of you know growing up with this huge american influence definitely but taking tips from like the uk oh, we're way more uk now yes 100 yeah we're way more uk leaning and and the rappers that i feel are still prevalent here in terms of influence uh are big in the uk like to yeah. me i see 50 i see 50 cents influence yeah through a lot of aussie rappers now yeah because i know he actually was super influential over there to the UK rappers because yeah. 50 Cent was a rapper that didn't really say much. Yeah. If you think about it, you know, he yeah. wasn't really rapping, rap, like rap rapping like I that. I think, uh, what's that? Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying spoke for itself with what occurred outside of the album. Yes, literally. Like on the street. I think like, you look at like someone like Jay Huss and I think like Jay Huss is like the UK 50 Cent, yeah. you know? And, like the, the type of songs that he makes and the type of uh, hooks that he writes yeah. and the type of writing. I'm like, yo, like 50 runs. And then, you know, um, Jay Huss did like the 21 questions cover yeah. Yeah, and so it's like I see the rappers that influenced the UK the American rappers you know with yeah. the road rap and, and all that like I see the way they, they've influenced um, UK uh, rap and UK culture and and, and I see that for here. I see like the same rappers being really prominent here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but I think we're just in that really cool sweet spot where I think we draw from a lot of American culture, just as we draw from a lot of yeah. UK culture. But we also have a unique perspective because we're so far removed yeah. from the rest of the world. Yeah. You know, we have to like, we've got our own ecosystem of yeah. things going on here, you know? Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see... Uh, Hood Bars gives it a good crack. Shout out Hood Bars. We need more of that because that's what UK, yes. uh, they differentiated themselves from the US because the US only really had, what is it? Is it Hoxbox that they had over there? Uh, the one that Charlemagne used to host and shit like that. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the Yeah, name, you'd know the radio station, but, and um, yeah, then then the, what the UK did well is they had what? SBTV, Grime Daily. Daily Duppy. Yeah, they're like Mixtape Madness. Yeah, they're, um, they've got like four or five. Yeah. I think that's like one thing we lack on is I'd like to see more rappers take on a freestyle format. Yeah. Or even like, you know, your Funk Master Flex and- Yeah. Yeah, you know, from the UK. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, Funk, Funk Master yeah. Flex and, and like Sway in the Morning. Yeah. And- uh, five Fingers of Death uh, it, Oh like Tim Westwood as well You know Tim yeah. Westwood and Charlie Sloth Yeah um, Being huge in the UK You know Ned thinks I look like Charlie Sloth When I'm tanned <laughs> <laughs> What does he say Martin Martin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you know uh, that, that I think is a huge Point that you brought up Because Australian rap Doesn't really have a lot of platforms For artists To express themselves Unfiltered Yeah Like you've, you've got You've got like uh, your bars of steel and you've got your, your oh, that's um, how I found Kobe D yeah yeah yeah, yeah you've got your bars of steel and you've got sort of got like these like sort of little um, pop up ones like platforms but there really isn't anything we need pillars yeah that's yeah. that's sort of like kind of pushes the artist you know because yeah. when you're in those spots you know when you're in the fire in the booth it's like you have to bring your A game yeah or Charlie Stoff isn't gonna rock with it yeah you know yeah. what I mean we don't really have that here for Aussie rappers where it's like there's there's someone behind the booth telling them like nah this isn't it you yeah know? you know where like in America you know what I mean yeah. they, they come on and then they they do their thing and then it's like it's even funk fun, like funk flex even fucks with it or he's like Ah, that was cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there isn't really that here as far as like putting rappers on a platform where it's like 
okay, take away take away the lights, take away the cameras, take away the phone. Let's see how you do that, pure yeah, just rapping. Just a fucking beat. Yeah. And, and whoever comes out of that is is the one. If you yeah. didn't do your thing, it's cool. Come back again, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no platform like that here for Australia. But I think going forward, like building something like that, I think will be so beneficial for the for the growth of the rap scene. Oh, man. Because it'll encourage us to sort of be better. It will sort of yeah. encourage us to be on our A game and encourage us to go, all right, flip, like, I know this platform's not gonna like let me do multiple takes. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's gonna have to. It's gonna be one take. It's gonna be live. Oh, I need to make sure I'm on my A game. Yeah, you know, it's gonna get people jolted. I think that's so important. And I think that's what's lacking here from Australia. It'll happen. I think it'll happen. But I yeah. think that's like a huge. See, thing. I, I've wanted to do it for like almost a year now. I just don't have the funds. But if I had the funds, it'd be simple of just building a music studio. Yeah, putting people in it, and then going from there and just being like. All right, here we go. Here's what we're going to do. And then sorting out, obviously, the rights, because that's a big thing over in the UK. Yep. One thing they fucked up on was the early ones. Yep. They didn't get the clearance on the beats, so then never went to Spotify. So uh, it got stuck on the SoundCloud and YouTube. Okay, yeah. But, like, for the general audience, obviously yep. needs to go on Spotify and stuff like yep. that. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I've, like, I've looked through it all. I've got, like, um, not in this book, but another one. I've got, like, four pages written down of, like, things I'd need to do to get that, like, platform established. <laughs> If you can make it in a way where it's really like an unfiltered look at the artist, yeah. I think that's huge. Because yeah. they edit it like crazily now. Like um, yeah. the Daily Duppy is edited ridiculously well, but it's just, if I was to do it, I wouldn't do any editing to that yeah. side. I would just do the take and different camera angles, obviously. Um, but like not, I wouldn't put in the editing so people get the bars. I'd rather the rapper. Yeah. be so good people want to listen to it three That's four it. five times and to me daily like something like daily duppy is sort of like it's a stylized platform like it's, yeah. it's really a promotional tool for the artist um which is, daily which, man yeah, yeah it's which the is, biggest which is, platform yeah oh yeah which is great though like you know if you get a daily duppy it's sort of like you're 30 yeah you know? but the uk have that culture already of you know grime emceeing and and battling where it's sort of like they build the competition anyways yeah. before they get to that point yeah so you know when people step on a platform like daily duppy it's already like they've kind of gone through the ringer yeah here in australia we don't really have that culture of battling or or fuck we did man but, yeah, it, was in, but yeah, like, it was in aussie rap aussie rap uh, yeah. like you know but this new culture of dr like you know drill drill rappers yeah. and this new culture of uk influenced rap uh i mean you know you got the grime scene in, yeah. in melbourne and yeah of course sydney which is you know really been doing this thing but you know those are spaces dominated by you know the the older generation you know yeah um but as far as like for the younger rappers um there isn't really a platform which appeals to the younger generation yeah. that encourages an unfiltered look purely just you and this rapper and he's gonna rap his ass off and there isn't any training wheels on this bike yeah. you know what I mean there isn't really anything like that here it's it's all very stylized at the moment for this for the new generation yeah um, which is also you know it, like it has this place like um, you know it has this place to, to you know to use as to promote uh, you know to maybe promote drops and, and singles and also a good look for the artists when they get yeah. on it but as far as like a real raw platform I think yeah I think that's like in high demand yeah i think people want to see someone like chilling and just come on and just like uh, chuck a beat and you know when he did fire in the beef that was sick because yeah. it was just like him rapping over beats yeah and it's like that's all we needed you know yeah and he went and he killed it because he's a great rapper yeah you know i um i think someone like alex jones 
from uh, IGs or Bro. LGs. Yeah, Alex Jones. Yeah, like Alex Jones. Uh, if I got him out of the, wherever the fuck he is to just come and do 24 hours in a booth, I think he'd go bar for bar, toe to toe with any MC it, in this exactly. country. Exactly. Like, you yeah. know, your, your fractures, your, um, yeah. your wombats, you know, like uh, all those guys would just, like, I know that they would kill it. Yeah. But it's because they've come up in the culture where that was required. Yeah. A lot of the new. Same with 362. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Same with Cursor, same with Rates. You yeah. Know, same, with, same with all those fellas. Um, KRV. You know what I mean? Same, yeah. same with all those, you know, Ansar, you know, Minchos, you know, yeah. same with all those guys. They kind of came up in that, in a culture where it's like, they kind of had to like really prove that they were good rappers. Yeah. The, the, this generation now, the sort of like newer school of rappers that's coming out, you know, yeah. hasn't really had that culture to sort of yeah. like really prove themselves, you know, and, and I would love to see that though. Yeah. I would love to see something which, which caters to, you know, this sort of like new school, but also, if someone from the old school was to come off, yeah, you know, I call it the old yeah. school. But if someone from the old school was to come on this platform, the 2010s, they would they would like set yeah. the bar. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they would yeah. set the bar for the rest of the people to come on. You know, who do you think would set the bar in Australian freestyling? <sighs> Apart from all those guys, like like because yeah. because to me, like they uh, are the anyone, anyone, just one name. Ah, best of Australian freestylers, I think. Um, I've got one old school and one new school. John, you'll most probably agree with me. Bar for bar, best in the country would be Alex Jones. Yeah. And That's then a shout. new school, Lissy. Lissy. Ooh. I think- New um, school's hard. There's fucking few of them. I think my pick for like freestyler, I think- That's a good- I think I'll give it to Pistol Pete. Oh yeah, I think I'll give it a pistol. Pete. Yeah, fuck. yeah, he'd go. Yeah, he'd go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd give it a crap. I think I would honestly give it to Pistol Pete. I think Pistol Pete would kill it because again, like him and oh, like Enzo as well. You know, yeah. speaking of, I think them two came up in that environment as well. Like you know, the American yeah style. They um they did it on like the uh, Jay Huss and the Dave song Disaster, where Jay Huss does it with a few artists where it's like back and forth on the song. Yeah. They do that the best in the country by yeah, far. Hundred percent. By none. Like they that back and forth within the song is just so crazy. Yeah. I would love to see Pistol Pete like put in a room where it's like, yo, like this there's no lights, yeah. there's no fancy setup. You tears the beat. You yeah. Rap, you know? And I would love to see him because I know he would flipping like destroy yeah. it, you know? Um you know, I would really be interested in seeing like, uh, like even like Jay, JC. I would really yeah. be interested to see how DSP he would. Too. Yeah, like I would yeah. really be interested to see how they would tackle it because I think, I think like uh, JC's brand of lyricism is very interesting. You know, yeah. he, he sort of takes off the UK brands, yeah. um, but he's very uniquely Aussie. Yeah, you know? and it's something that I haven't really heard anywhere else in the world. I would really love to take and see him. I would also love to see like Manu, Manu Crooks. Yeah, because um, a lot of people don't know this, but Manu actually has crazy pen game you know he, yeah. he can actually really write well but he just hasn't had the platform to express that yeah i think putting him in a in a, in a like you almost are putting him in a box where it's like, like you kind of yeah. fight your way out you know yeah but like i said you know it's, it's things like that are almost necessary to the growth of an artist yeah um as far as old school though um far as far as like one of the old school fellas ah uh, that's a good question i would want to see like Stormy. Who? Stormy. Um, from Soul Benefits. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, want to yeah. see Stormy. Yeah, I'd want to see Stormy yeah, come in. I think in. Ricky mentioned... Ricky or Esky mentioned that to me. Yeah. Bro. Soul Benefits. Yeah. Stormy, like... <laughs> bro, if you... Like, Stormy is one of the most underrated lyricists, like, 
ever. Like seriously, like this guy's pen game is insane. And people aren't even clock it because Soul Benefits was in like a weird sort of pocket where it wasn't quite in that grime scene, but it wasn't quite aligned with anything else coming out of Australia. Say ahead of its time? Oh, oh, I think it was just right, right time, wrong place. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I think if they were based in like New Zealand, they would kill it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. But they were based out here in the West. But a lot of people don't clock Stormy for just how well this guy can really rap, you know? Yeah. And, and just how studied he is. So... I would love to see Stormy get that because he also has the respect from the OGs. You know, this guy did songs with like, you know, Biggs and Poetic and, yeah. and you know, like the David Dallas and all these like old New Zealand cats that were really respected in the scene. And also, you know, like, you know, your LOCs and your, and your, and your Marvs and your Lee Monroes. Yeah. You know, this guy was, was respected out in the area. Yeah. But it's like, I would love to see him come in and just like rip it because I know he would put everyone to shame. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would just love to see that sort of like competitiveness in the in the spirit of um, improvement. You know, yeah. not competitiveness for the sake of ego. It's all in the all in the spirit of improvement and general, you know, um, love. You know, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I, I hopefully I can get that happening one day. Hopefully now. To, I got a few more questions for you. I got a few via Instagram, so I'll get that up while I ask this question. For sure. Who the fuck inspires Solly? Because you're like, <laughs> I think you're like a marketing genius. Oh, bro, thank you, bro. No, gen- no, genuinely, I say that with my whole heart and chest. Thank I, you, bro. I look at your shit. I, when I first started following you, you'd like gone offline. I think. Yeah. Or like you posted something. Yeah. And then you posted like how you were getting cancelled or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a fucking interesting marketing technique, bro. But you got me fully interested, eh? <laughs> yeah, and you got me asking people about it as well. And then like now then it all led up to this release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, I, I was thinking to myself as I was listening <laughs> to your SoundCloud stuff, I was like, who the fuck inspires this guy? Because I'd love to know who it would be. Okay. You know who it was? You know what it is? Wrestling. Rest, oh, WWE. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I grew up on wrestling and just the way that they used to do like the promos yeah. and the way they used to do like the, oh, oh fucking Rob Van Dam's coming in with the money in the yeah, bank. Yeah. Like all yeah. that sort of shit. Like that shit really just inspired how I like do stuff. Yeah. Um, like with, with the Sollywood is over stuff, like with the whole getting canceled, you know, that stuff you see on wrestling, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's like, you know, you, you remember when like Mr. McMahon stepped into the limo and then it blew up and then yeah. everyone thought he was dead. Bro, that's like yeah, that, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's fully that. Like, or, or like when, um, uh, flipping, oh, is it, um, someone ran over Stone Cold, uh, yeah, and yeah, then it was yeah. Rikishi and he's like I did it for the rock I did yeah. it for the you know what I mean like that's that like people thought Stone Cold was like fully out yeah, but yeah. like obviously that's not real life yeah. that's just like for the audience yeah Stuff well, like, what did they do with Kane remember Kane was in a fucking coffin one day yeah like he he, he like and then the hand comes out yeah the <laughs> hand came out and then he was like fucked up because his, his face was all <laughs> fucked up and they did the reveal and then Rob Van Dam's like what the fuck and he's like he like pulls his mask off and his face is like uh, like mad fucked up yeah that all that sort of shit like I really took from like wrestling because I grew up on it you know yeah, that's another thing man. that inspires me heaps like even even the whole like different names like different like Spiff Russo, Solidwood, yeah. Sydney's Best Kept Secret. You know how when you talk about The Rock and he's like yeah. the great one, the Brahma Bull, the, yeah, yeah. the, the most electrifying inter- like sports entertainment, yeah, you know, yeah, like different nick- on. Yeah, 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 different nicknames and different aliases that people call you and also like um, the different types of uh, characters that you play, like The Rock yeah. had like um, 
you know, he was in like Nation of Domination and he was a different type of rock. Yeah. But then when he came and, you know, everyone knew him, the rocket that we know and love. But then later on, he sort of became like a bit of a dick. Yeah. yeah. People didn't like him. Like Eddie Guerrero, you know, like Eddie Guerrero had like Latino heat. But then before that, he was like um, with China and yeah. he was like a different sort of guy. Fuck, you'll be my hero till the day I die. Oh, great. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. You know? Rest in peace, Eddie. But, um, you know, like that sort of stuff, like really Fuck, just- how long did he die? Oh, um, 2005. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used bro. to have him and Rey Mysterio figures, but uh, the Eddie one I took the most pride in because I think I got to see him in Australia before he passed. Yeah, wow, really? Yeah, what? Because my, my older brother's my brother's five years older than me. Yeah, and he was obsessed with it as well. And they did a show in Australia, and I think he was at that one. What? I could be I could be oh, so wrong. That's like, yeah, bro, that would have been a dream to see Eddie before you. Yeah, died. it was um, Eddie, Rey Mysterio, and uh, I always loved Booker T. Yeah, see, you see someone like Booker T, you know how he, you know how he like had like King Booker and yeah, he had like yeah, this, yeah. but then before that he was like, you know, Harlem Heat, you know, yeah, yeah. like these different sorts of personas that the that the wrestlers play and the different sorts of things that they put out and the audience is like, oh, like did that really happen? You know, that's what I take for marketing, you know, because pe- people eat up shit like that, you know, yeah, people, yeah, people yeah, eat up yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah. I knew people would be like, what did he do? Were you get, were you, <laughs> when you like cancelled yourself, yeah. were you getting fucking messages? Yeah, I was getting hella messages. <laughs> I was getting hella messages being like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Why is everyone saying this? Uh, like hella messages just being like, because I got all my mates on it. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I got yeah. all my boys on it just to like, oh, can you yeah, just- Fuck, because I follow one or two of them. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I remember them posting something. Yeah. Or like putting on their stories. Yeah. And then being like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I, I did that on purpose because I knew it wouldn't be believable if I just did it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh boys, can you just like share it and just say like this can't fucked like oh yeah, fuck yeah. this guy. And so you know through that people just go, oh why are they saying that? Why are they like you know what I mean? Like yeah, to be honest, to, yeah, drama. Yeah. to be honest, you could sit there and promote your song and be like, oh, I got a song coming out, I got a song coming out. It, you know, like nine times out of ten, no one's gonna click the link. Yeah. But if you have some sort of drama that people want to find out, or have some sort of beef that people want to invest in, bro, you're gonna get all the clicks. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, we did some fucking funny shit out the back here. Like I got my mates to like go on Instagram live and just like screen record them, like me pulling up in the car, and then be like, "What the fuck are you here? Get the fuck out! We don't even fucking watch you here." And me in the car, like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Like, and then people were fuck watching I the live. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah, people were watching the live, being like, "What? Like, what did he do?" Like what? What's going on? Like, Holy this, this. shit! Yeah, but it was all like we just did it for five minutes and they came back inside and it's just like, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But that's that's it. Like that's it comes sick. from comes from wrestling because yeah. you know we really thought those people hated each other. Yeah, yeah. You know we thought like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they actually have real beef. But then you know it comes out you can see them in photos. Yeah. They're having like lunch together. I'm pretty sure like. Big Show and Rey Mysterio were like best mates. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. outside of wrestling, like they were the best of friends. Exactly that. Yeah. But that that's like a whole thing that I take. Like you can really sort of, uh, with social media, you can really sort of play with people's expectations and sort yeah. of lead them on to believe one thing, you know? People can live a whole life on social media and yeah. exist in a completely different realm. Fuck yeah. Um, I think that's huge. And I've just sort of started to clock that with how I've been doing uh, music. And so I really yeah. want to just... I actually want to just like hone in on it and just yeah. see how far I can really push it um, as far as just what I can do, you know? Because yeah, that yeah. whole shit was so funny. I had to cut it short because people were like starting to, you know, get- um, Take it seriously. Take it real serious yeah. and start going like, you know what I mean? Like start pushing, start pressing my other friends. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll cut it short. But yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just really interesting to do and I had learned a lot from it. So yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. I, um, I've got two things. 
There's a few questions here, but I'll just ask these two because we're on a time thing. Sure. I've got another one from personally. Uh, flat, right there. Favorite track you've produced? Or favorite track? That's a tough one, eh? Um, it's not out yet, but it would probably be the one I've got with one three hundred, the the Korean track. Yeah. yeah. Do you wanna? We spoke about it earlier. Do you wanna explain your connection to one three hundred? Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so I didn't even notice, but like the Kore- the Koreans run deep, like they they're, they're like, like massive they're, over here. Oh, they're clicked up, like especially like Lidkim Strathfield ways. There's like a whole community over there. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like so one of the guys, he was like an affiliate of the group. This was before they were one three hundred. I went yeah. to uni with, um, and then he, like this guy also had his own group. So he had like a show I just decided to go to the show for support from the homies and then it just ended up I literally met all of them that day we all went Capital Square Haymarket had like some drinks they treated me like fam uh, and it was just like it was pretty much just like you know we saw each other and just had like shook hands like it was it was like a good ass relationship from there because you know yeah. we sort of had that um, you know like friendship built up but it was from there it's from the one of the members Pakari that I got my connection for this song uh, because me and Pakari so he's like another uh, producer in the group shout out to Jason yeah. uh, me and him clicked up because we used to DJ together so I met the other four members uh, you know through this like little yeah. link up through uni and stuff but I met him separately but he's the one who sort of got me in the door as far as like oh um, this guy makes music let's click him up and so then the other four boys were like oh yeah we've actually met him before yeah. so then there was also that level of familiarity yeah. and from there they did the song build the relationship yeah man yeah. They, they performed the song in like Korea and shit already like yeah. um, I'm, I'm just looking the reason I'm on my phone I'm looking yeah. at 1300 Spotify yeah 34,000 monthly listeners yeah um, top song is on 520,000 and the rest sit at uh, a minimum of 120 to anywhere between that and five, mid 500,000 yeah on the top te- like 5 to 10 which is fucking crazy they're pretty huge bro like they, their rise has been I didn't even know that they were gonna blow up like that you know like because nah. uh, you know knowing them from way there's back a, there's another one in Sydney too or Melbourne massive fucking K-pop group um, I'm not too sure Like I'm, I'm not really too sure But um, they, they were just like I'm yeah. familiar with them Because they were like Also like from the west as well You know like, Yeah They were Lidkin boys That's so, sick um, Yeah like They performed at like Enmore Theatre When they opened For like an act Like or this act Or something like yeah. that And I got footage of it I was just like Wow I've never heard Anything I've done At Enmore yeah. Theatre You know So I think that's probably My favourite one to date That I've yeah. done Yeah Fuck yeah um, Another one From Waves Shout out yeah, shout out Waves, man. I love their coverage. Them, Take Flight, and AU Dollars. Yes, big yes. Big fan of those three. Shout out to Take Flight too, man. They, Wings has been putting in work, bro. What's his name? Wings. Wings. Yeah. Dude, I was um, voice messaging him when I was in Europe. I was just talking to him. He's a fuck. He must work hard, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he had his own music career beforehand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He was an artist himself, and now he's like, don't take flight. But it's such so necessary for the community. Explains you know? why he's called Wings. That clicks so much now. Yeah. 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 Take flight. Uh, waves. What other? Uh, what can other cities and hubs learn from the success of Western Sydney scene? Um, I'd say diversity. Yes. Yeah. I was literally just going to say that. You literally hit the nail on the head, eh? Like, diversity is huge. Yeah. Uh, like, learning to incorporate yourself into different cultures and learning just learning the field you know yeah. learning learning how to play the field I think is huge, you know? I think a lot of, like, scenes just might not have that connection, but I think where we have that, you know, have the edge over people is that we're just like... Yeah. 
we're just diverse because it's naturally like that. Like we yeah. don't force anything, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I, I, you kind of just hit the nail on the head with that one. You can't really replicate it unless it's there. That's to it be too. honest. That's yeah. the, that's what makes Western Sydney special. Mm-hmm. It is a good question, but taking pride in the diversity, I would say. Yeah. Because like even for me, just coming to the studio, uh, like I'm half Italian, half Australian, like Australian. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so what, like I met people from New Zealand, yep. Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands, yep. spe- like those especially, uh, Fiji as well, and yep. then like Lebanon, yep. uh, s- other countries in the Middle East, I've met people from the UK in here, yep. I've also met people from um, like uh, Trinidad, uh, Central America, yes, so Jamaica, yeah. Trinidad yeah. and Tobago and um, stuff like that. Heaps of like Ghanaians and Nigerians yeah, yeah. and South Sudanese that yeah, run through man, here. Shout out Della. Uh, he's yes, Ghanaian. shout out, shout out, Dillo, yeah, man. man, and uh, learning about their cultures and whatnot. And for me, it's very like, um, it's very humbling because I'm I'm not used to it at all. Yeah, being from the mountains, but like you can't replicate that unless it's there. That's why I think like somewhere like the UK kills it as well. And what it came down to essentially was like 50 years ago, the immigration from the wars yep. allowed for this to thing open up. But like that's why I think ours and the UK scene is similar. Is we have very uh, ethnically diverse artists. Yeah. 100%. We have such a different coverage. This is like the one portion of the world where hip hop isn't dominated by um, people of African descent. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it's. A, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I'd never even thought about it like you that. You know, it's, it's, it's like islanders yeah. you know making noise and then you got brothers yeah. you know, making a noise but at the same time you know it's not not saying that there aren't any african artists doing their thing you know, yeah, you, know you got you got your jc and and young six yeah your baby yeah. princes um oh bbgb as well yeah um that whole crew but i think yeah i think just like i think that's our advantage over a lot of other places that yeah. literally here everyone gets a fair go you know, regardless yeah. of where you're from, you know, yeah. everyone gets a fair go in this music, you know, and it's, and it's all just based on who resonates with it the most, you know, yeah. everyone's gets a real fair go and, and it shows in the art, you know, in the culture, you know, we're the only place that you can grow up with like, you know, like you said, Lebanese, um, Pacific Islander, um, anyway, bro. you know, like Greek Maltese, yeah. uh, and next to like, you know, growing up with like, like Indian friends and, and Chinese friends, you know, yeah. and, and then also Fuck like K-pop even like that. Yeah. You know, here, like, yeah. like, you know, co- the whole Korean community in Sheffield, yeah. you know, like, um, Vietnamese in Cabramatta, yeah, you know, yeah. like, um, th- all these when lips said he was from Cabramatta. Yeah. That was like, um, I think that was like for a lot of people that are like, Oh fuck. Like it isn't, um, it wasn't what they expected. I think they expected him to be more from Western Sydney. Yeah, more from like Mountie and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, it, it's like, yeah, they, they go out there, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Things like that, like- That's just, shit that's hard to replicate in like America and whatnot. Yeah, to be honest, it is. It's like, it's not as integrated, you Yeah, know? Yeah, that's what I'd say. To answer the question is the integration and acceptance of each other's uh, like unique- um, unique takes and brings to the game. Yeah. Like what can other cities and hubs learn from our success? 100%. Is that we like accept each other more than anything else in terms of um, when it comes to nationality, especially yeah. and culture. Mm-hmm. I think like, I think there could be other scenes that do that as well. If when you look at New York, it is, um, it's very Haitian dominated. Yeah, like Dominican, yeah, Haitian, uh, Puerto, Puerto Rican as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and um, the Puerto Rican contingent, like Ji the Prince and whatnot. Oh, like, shout out Ji, bro. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What an artist, man. <laughs> um, but then you look at like other cities that have killed it over there, and that's because they've 
got a more diverse range of artists yep. from different cultures. Yeah. I think that's like the key at the moment is um, having a city that makes a whole different, like so many different sounds. Yeah. I think across the board, that's like the big key at the moment. If you want your city to pop off. Yeah. It's, it's, we naturally bring in those sounds anyways, because, you know, yeah. we import our culture. Yeah. You know? And so when you've just happened to import literally every flipping culture under the sun, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. bound to be a melting pot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's just fucking, it's the biggest melting pot in the biggest world. Biggest melting pot yeah. in the world, bro. Um, and then uh, I wrote down, what's the, what's the dream for Solly? I think, I think I would just love to get to a place where, well, number one, my, like my main primary goal at this point is to just do anything I can to have music pay the bills and live comfortably, you know? I don't know if I ever want to get fucking rich or nothing, you know? But just like yeah. live comfortably, you know? Live, live comfortably that my people are taken yeah. care of. And I, I think family. rich comes from like just a natural progression. Yeah. For a lot of people um, I don't think like If you chase money in music I think you'll fall short a lot Yeah But I think if you just chase What you're passionate about For a certain amount of time The money will come Yeah That's, um, what, that's what I believe If anything yeah. You know Cause Extra money's cool and that, As long as you Doesn't, doesn't help yeah. Doesn't help Yeah exactly As long as you know How to handle it yeah. Um, But yeah I think I would just love To get to a place Where I'm comfortable with not uh, Number one Um and, but I'm only comfortable if my people are comfortable, you know. Like I need to make sure all my guys are taken care of, and yeah. my family's taken care of, and you know everyone that I've you know started working with since day dot is is doing well. Um, yeah. But also, uh, I would just love to get to a point where you know, uh, like I've really built a brand of sound. You know, in the same way that, you know, you look at like I think you're already doing it, bro. I think yeah. you're already doing it. Thank you, bro. I really want to just hone in on that. You know, you yeah. look at like Timberland or you look at like Pharrell, you yeah. know, like there's a stat, there's a statistic and it said for the, the Neptunes, Pharrell's group. Yeah. The Neptunes produced 46 of the top pop hits on the radio in 2003. That's crazy. You know? Like that sort yeah. of impact on sound, you know, you look at yeah. like, if you think about it, like everything was being done by Pharrell and Timberland back then, you know, yeah. like, um, you had your Justin Timberlake, you know, like yeah. like you listen to Senorita and then Nelly Hot in here and then like Britney Spears and then yeah. you had your like Missy Elliott and you had your like um, Nelly Furtado and yeah. like the impact that Timberland and Pharrell had on their respective communities as far as or the world, if anything, on, on just yeah. as far as like when you hear a Pharrell song, it's like, you know, it's a Pharrell song. Yeah. When you hear a Timberland song, it's like, you know, it's a Timberland song. Sometimes without the fucking, uh, what's that? Four, like the watermark. Count. Yeah, you don't, yeah. They, like they don't need a watermark, yeah. you know? Like, I think I would love to just have that sort of influence and bring like a uniquely Western Sydney sound yeah. to the world and, only people from Western Sydney know that it's Western Sydney, but yeah. the people from outside looking in go, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's undeniable that when you hear a song that's made by me, you know it's a song made by yeah. me, you know? Um, and then bring that to international artists yeah. and really stand myself as just like, yeah, I just want to like really build a brand for myself in music that's based on sound first. Yeah. You know, that's based on, if you hear it, it's undeniable. The um, two in the UK that did that well is uh, Nige. Yes, uh, Nige and our yeah. J Five. Yeah, yeah, Nige and J Five, and then uh, the other one I thought who created their own sound within drill was M One. 
M1 and um, people don't also talk about it but anyway Mellow yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, Mellow Pop Smoke's producer. Yeah. When you hear a Mellow beat, it's like yeah, you he know. Was actually, he was the middleman for Skepta and Pop Smoke, which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. All, all of yeah. Pop Smoke's catalog is, is 808 Mellow. Yeah. And there's a reason that Pop Smoke sounded different to all the other NY drill rappers. Yeah. It's because of 808 Mellow. You know, yeah. those beats were so different to anything that, you know, the other drill producers were putting out that yeah. it was just undeniable. Uh, it's just that I would love to do that and just expand on it, you know? Um, I would love to be like a, you know the Quincy Jones. Yeah, you know? I'd really love to just yeah. do that sort of stuff. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, that's the shit. We'll wrap it up here. Sure. Where can we find Sully? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Currently, my I changed my username like pretty often. <laughs> if you listen to this three months later, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So you know, you can even find me on. You can find me right now on GW Sully. The GW stands for Greater West. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, but I also go by Sollywood. So you can find me on Twitter there. SoundCloud is Sollywood. My Bandcamp Sollywood. You can find me on um, Spotify, and Apple Music as well at Solly S O Double L Double Y. Don't forget the extra Y. Um, but yeah, like that's that's me in a nutshell right there. Yeah, oh, quickly, hotter out west. Oh, can you run over that within like a a quick time frame? Yeah, uh, yeah. We uh, Western Sydney's very own boiler room. You know, that's, fuck yeah, yeah. Dude. Ah, I gotta come. The first one popped the fuck off. It was crazy. Yeah, I saw Warua was here. Yeah, yeah. That's he's like one of my biggest inspirations. Yeah, no. Nah, so uh, he's homies with like he's homies with us. You know, because yeah. I mean? you know we we we're just like I think we're just bringing something different. You know, because there's yeah. also a point where you need to provide a platform for people to come and enjoy music. Yeah. Apart from like actually putting out music so how do our west is our version of our boiler room you know it's our version of uh bringing west sydney sounds together in one umbrella you yeah. know uh also we're putting on for local djs that don't get a chance to play in the city fuck yeah we're also putting on for a chance for uh sounds as well we're also playing the role that is sort of forgotten about now the role of the dj you yeah. know the djs used to break songs in the club they used yeah. to introduce songs in the club and then that's how songs would get popular you know like that's that's how they were doing yeah. it in america you know like they would play a sierra yeah. song in the club and then if it popped off that's yeah. like oh, okay yeah we know we know this is going to do well on the radio yeah it's like bringing that here you know we're starting to play aussie songs in the clubs i don't play like it's just making it normal you know yeah. not not making it oh like it's cool you know but it's it's normal now you're going to hear this aussie sound with with all these different songs from all over the world and it's going to be all under the umbrella of western sydney you know yeah. so i think we're doing something really different i think we've got a lot of really good brands and i think you know the sky is only the limit for uh, I know we definitely want to want to stay here for a bit. I want to yeah. keep host, hosting events in the space, but I just know when it's time to expand, it's it's gonna be like we're opening the floodgates type thing. Yeah, you know? fucking earth. So that's hotter out west in a nutshell. It's that. Uh, I gotta come. When's the next one? I'm not gonna say the date, but let's just say November. November. I won't say the exact date, but yeah, November. fucking earth. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, as always, like, comment, subscribe, follow on Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Uh, before you know it, the basketball shirts will be out. Uh, new trucker caps as well and puff print T-shirts. Thanks for watching once again. Thanks for hopping on, brother. Appreciate ah, it. Ah, bro, anytime, bro. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. See you next week. No, it's good, bro. No, good question. Like, good, right.